Real Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local. It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these family? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution. Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. Live. A mystery then of the rosary allows us to see a teaching of the church, but to be able to go deeper within that teaching. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. It is Real Presence Live coming to you from St. James Coffee here in Rochester, Minnesota. I'm Matt Wilcombe. I am Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and I'm joined by Father Will Thompson, also from the Diocese here. Hello, Father. How are you? Good morning, Matt. Doing well yourself? I'm doing really well. Excellent. So you all set for... Uh, the snow? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, we're not gonna, let's not go there. My sister out in Maryland sent a, a text earlier this week and uh, said, oh, I, I hear you guys are getting some more s- snow. And so I replied back, said, this has been my, re- my uh, response all week. And I sent a picture of an ostrich with its head in the sand. <laughs> I, just, I don't, I don't want to face it. I'm, I'm ready. I love winter. I really do. I'm just ready for spring. We, ju- we need enough time for spring and summer mm-hmm. in order to you know, then get through the fall and the winter. And yeah. I mean, I really like fall, but winter can get a little... A little long around here, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. Well, we've got this uh, board uh, right, right beside us. You know, what do you what do you like most about spring? And one of the answers is not winter. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Go with the negative. Yeah. Well, uh, it's uh, it's beautiful uh, to be here at St. James Coffee, and uh, a little overcast here in Rochester this morning. It's uh, about uh, oh, two minutes past the hour here, and I have my cup of coffee here that I rely on heavily mm-hmm. in the morning. And uh, also we are joined by not, not only you, Father Will, but also Michael Goldsmith. Hello, Matt. Who's Father. N- new to the RPR network. I am. Um, just started last month, so I am the listenership coordinator for uh, AM 970 down here in southern Minnesota, working with the diocese. I'm really happy to be a part of this, uh, this family. Now, you're originally from... I am born, born and raised in Rochester, Minnesota. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. And your role is to is going to be to uh, just kind of create awareness about the station. You're going to be hosting some of these shows as well going forward. Correct. Yes. Uh, definitely raise the awareness, get the get the diocese behind us, and and get the evangelization out there. Get people to know that AM 970 is here to support the diocese and the and the priests and the parishes. So. Really looking forward to that. Excellent. Again, you are listening to Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. It's about three minutes past, and uh, we uh, have some exciting guests and features this morning, Father Will. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. We have uh, uh, Jerry Winley Dow is going to be joining us shortly, and uh, we uh, wanted to also just talk about some other things. We've got... um, the 10-minute tour coming up as well. We have um, uh, events from all over the listening area. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got so much going on, and your chance to also call in. 
yeah. and talks to you, Father Will, about basically anything you want, whether it's faith-related or otherwise. That's right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, before we jump into all that, uh, Aaron, uh, you're back at, our, back at the studio. Uh, could you give us uh, a little heads up on what's happening today? Oh, absolutely. And just like, just like you guys were saying, we'd, we're going to have Jerry on to talk about the need for prayer for our little ones here. If you have no idea where to start, Author Jerry will ease our anxieties and show us ways and talk about ways to lead our children in prayer. Then, as you guys had also said, we're going to have that ten or that straight talk with Father Will Thompson. Get those questions ready. Then, in that second hour, we're going to have Father Matt Weering who is going to be talking about achieving greatness from a Catholic perspective. There is an upcoming event for boys that will focus on the very idea of achieving greatness. And we'll look forward to the 10-minute tour, what's going to be happening in the area around us. And we're going to be waiting to hear from Dr. James Joyce about a little miracle that happened over in Japan's and we're going to hear from a, from a Catholic perspective. All that and much more coming up here on Real Presence Live. Right back to you guys. Thank you, Aaron. It's five minutes past the top of the hour. And on the phone, we have Jerry Windley Doust. And uh, he's going to be talking to us about uh, some, uh, some ways to ease our anxiety. And he shares different ways that we can begin to lead our children into prayer. I'm, I'm a dad proud dad. I've got an 11-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 5-year-old, and each of them are so different. And uh, I am very eager to learn more about how I can engage them each. And so uh, we uh, are going to be joined shortly by Jerry Windley Doust on the phone here. And I'm just mentioning now, oh, he is on the line. And so we Hello, have Jerry. Here I am. <laughs> All right, excellent. Good morning, Jerry. Good how are morning you? to you. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jerry. You can blame me for the snow, I think. Cause <laughs> I What'd you do, Jerry? Last, What'd you do? I, I said to the kids last week, I said, you know, I think it's time to put away all of your snow stuff. You can pack that stuff away. That should be safe. So, of course, now... You would think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> we're paying the consequences for that. Well, Parents all, all across the region are searching for those winter boots again. Right. Well, thanks for bringing the snow, Jerry, and uh, and thanks for being with us on the on the uh, Real Presence Live this morning. And we're going to be talking to you about praying with your kids. And you have a book here, and that we're going to be also giving away this book uh, towards the end of the interview. So have your phones ready to call. Not right now, but the number will be eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two for this giveaway. Uh, Jerry, first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, so for the last five years or so, I've run a small Catholic publishing company called Grace Watch Media, and our main thing has been an apostolate to Catholic families called Peanut Butter and Grace. Mm-hmm. You can find that at pbgrace.com. And the name comes from the idea that um, family faith formation ought to be just about as easy as making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And that's Amen. kind of what we focus on, is publishing books and digital resources that help parents practice the faith with their kids. And I'm also married to Susan Winley Dowst, who I think you know. Indeed. <laughs> She's, She's a, the, a uh, joy to work with. 
Yeah, you work with her. She's the director of missionary discipleship for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And then together we're the parents of five kids, um, and they range from 9 to 19. And um, it was really the experience of staying home with them as a stay-at-home dad for 10 years that led me to do what I'm doing today, uh, because that experience, plus I, I have uh, a background in journalism and um, also a degree in pastoral ministry. And uh, just, you know, being with um, other parents through these uh, parent groups that you go to when you're staying home with kids, uh, things like ECFB and our parish parent, parenting group, um, just really seeing the need uh, that parents have for figuring out how to raise kids well in today's world, and especially... Uh, figuring out that faith perspective. Yeah, and raising raising children today's world is not uh, not easy. But I'm not sure it's ever been easy. Uh, um, but uh, you know, of course, prayer is meant to assist us. Prayer is meant to help us to grow uh, individually and as a family. But you know, it might look a little bit different for each family. So Jerry, um, you know, knowing that each, each family has a different prayer routine, um, what does your routine look like? How, do, how does that work in your family? Yeah, well, and I, I'll offer this with the, with the big caveat, of course, that our routine, I wouldn't say that it's prescriptive for everyone. Obviously, everyone needs to find their own groove, right? Mm-hmm. But what we do typically is um, on weekday mornings, we get up and we do our morning routine and everything. And we are not morning people. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> Susan and I try to uh, say a little prayer as we start out. But then we wait until we're driving the kids to school or sending them off to school. And we usually say a little blessing. Very, very simple. Just um, a little prayer on the way to school, and and then uh, uh, may God bless you and keep you throughout the day and mm-hmm. uh, help you grow in wisdom. And then as they come home and do their uh, chores and things, uh, we do a mealtime prayer, obviously, and we uh, preface that with 30 seconds of silence to make that transition into that uh doing a good mealtime prayer as opposed to just sort of launching into the into the words or whatever. And then after after supper at some point, we do a uh, about a 15-minute family prayer time. And for us, what that looks like is we, we will read one of the um, two scriptures for the day, and we'll also read the saint for the day from the uh, Give Us This Day lectionary, and uh, we'll have some reflection time um, on both the Scripture and the Saint, and then we'll do some form of simple prayer, and uh, we'll try and change that up. Um, And I guess we'll talk about that in a few minutes, about the different ways that people can pray with their kids, but uh, a lot of times we keep it just very simple, you know, because everyone's tired and ready to be done. So it could just be intentions, and now how are we going to offer these intentions up? And then on Sundays, we do sort of a special thing. We do a family catechesis and sort of a longer, more intentional family prayer where we try out um, things that might require a little more energy, like the family rosary or uh, meditative prayer or something like that. 
can I get in here? I, I was just going to say, Jerry, that this is Michael Goldsmith. Um, we, I have a family that's you know like teenagers now, so they're they're going out of the house, and so we we did pray together as family at the meal time and kind of did those things that you're talking about with the younger family. Now ours are transitioning to teenager and they have their jobs and they're kind of on their way out. So we don't get those times as much as we'd like to. So, But I do see my children, like when we go out to eat and stuff like that, reminding that we need to pray before our meal and stuff like that. So, so I do see some of the fruits that are coming from that. But, you know, it, it is a transition as you get to older children too. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. And mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jerry. I was just going to note with teenagers too. I mean, the, the, there are challenges on both ends of the spectrum, right? With <laughs> with little kids, it tends to be more. Uh, how do you introduce them, and really, how do you keep them focused, and that kind of thing? And then with teens, I think it's just so important that they don't leave our homes without being exposed to um, some of the more the deeper uh, forms of prayer like meditation and contemplation and some of the mystical tradition because that tends to be more attractive to young adults and um, Mm -hmm. they'll get exposed to it from other traditions and other perspectives when they're off in college and we have our own wonderful tradition of Catholic contemplation and meditation that we can teach them too. Excellent. We're speaking with Jerry Windley Dawes this morning, Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Will Thompson, Michael Goldsmith, and talking about how to teach your kids to pray. And uh, Jerry, you have a book that you recently wrote called 77 Ways to Pray with Your Kids. 77, my goodness. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you're lacking in any ideas as far as (laughs) how to pray with your kids, this is a great book to pick up. And where, where did you get the idea for the book? Well... Um, like I said, both in terms of my exposure to other parents through these parenting groups I was involved in, and then also doing some um, work in family ministry at the parish level here in Winona, um, I just realized that for a lot of parents, there's a real barrier um, to uh, starting family prayer in just not having a roadmap or thinking that it needs to be complicated. Uh, And so the point of 77 Ways to Pray with Your Kids is kind of twofold. Uh, The first is to suggest that um, there are many opportunities throughout the day where you can insert small types of of, uh, prayer with your kids. You can do... um, uh, aspirations, you can do uh, little uh, praying for little things that happen throughout the day, obviously mealtime prayers, um, blessing the child as they go off to school or when they come back from school. Um, And then the other piece is just to suggest to parents, we have such a rich Catholic tradition of prayer, and it's like a gold mine, and a lot of times, we as uh, Catholics, <laughs> we kind of stick with with what we know, right, what we were raised mm-hmm. with, and we can maybe not dig deeper into that goldmine. And to, to just suggest to parents, here's a wide range of ways the Catholics have prayed. 
throughout the years. And there um, certainly are a lot of a lot of ways to pray. And we, you know, uh, we want to thank you, Jerry, for uh, helping people to to grow in those ways because it, it can be difficult uh, to know how to teach your children how to pray. And so we do have. Uh, uh, Two copies available of your book, 77 Ways to Pray with Your Kids. Uh, and uh, each of these copies will be available to the first two callers that call in. Uh, that number is 877-795-0122. Again, the first two callers at 877 795 0122 will receive a copy of 77 Ways to Pray with Your Kids. Um, now, not everybody is going to be able to get that free copy, uh, Jerry. So wh- where else can people find your book? Well, um, they can find it on Amazon, Dynamic Catholic. If you're familiar with that, they actually are publishing it as well. Or they can find it at our website, gracewatch.media. Excellent. Jerry Windley Dowst with us this morning. The book, again, 77 Ways to Pray with Your Kids. And we really appreciate you joining us this morning. And uh, all the best to you and your family. And um, greet also Susan for, for me and for us. And uh, we hope to have you back on at some point real soon. God bless, That Jerry. would be wonderful. All right. Thanks so much. Thank yeah. you. And uh, also coming up next, it's our Straight Talk segment. You can call in with Father Will Thompson. Do you have a question you really want to ask him regarding anything about the faith? Get those questions ready. And get him on speed dial. Also, miracles come in all shapes and sizes. Hear how one medical professional gives his perspective on caring for the little ones. Real Presence Live continues on the other side. That's next. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. You've got Real Presence Radio right now. If you're listening to it, you're probably sitting back saying, Huh, Real Presence Radio is a huge part of the driving culture of promoting Catholicism. And it is. I mean, how many commercials have you heard from previous interviews, especially people calling into this network saying, You know, you have changed my life. I was driving. I travel a lot. You know, I I was laid up. For whatever reason, I'm, you know, I was at home, I was listening to that particular program or, or that teaching, and it totally changed my life. So it's not just happenstance that this is working the way that it does. The Holy Spirit can connect with people on a multiple or multiple different levels, and the radio network is one. And the Spirit's telling you, you know what? Be a part of this mission. Help me save souls. Keep, uh, you know, RPR on on the live network so people uh, have this beautiful ministry available. This is Cindy Detterman from St. Joseph's in Brooks. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio. Did you know the signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming? Have you ever thought about running radio spots on the RPR network? We want to partner with you to help gain exposure for your business in front of a very faithful customer base. To find out more about your options, please call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. 
Rochester Catholic Schools welcomes you to an all-new Hearts of Gold, Friday, April 26, starting at 6.30 p.m. at the brand-new Hilton in downtown Rochester. The event's theme is Cirque in the City, and there will be a cocktail party atmosphere with cuisine available at several unique food stations, plus a VIP hour at 5.30. Individual tickets and host table options are available by visiting rcs.com mn.org backslash hearts of gold. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now back to more Real Presence Live. We are live from St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota. You are listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Will Thompson, also Michael Goldsmith along with us. And uh, we just uh, finished up a great segment talking about the importance of praying with your children, teaching your kids to to pray. And uh, we all all have grown up in families. We have uh, hopefully had the experience of having been taught to pray or our parents trying to, at least, instill some sort of sense of prayer in us. I know, Father Will, you had mentioned something during the, the break. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just it got me thinking a little bit about uh, how my parents taught me how to pray. And, you know, I'm, I'm the middle of seven children, so I know a lot of parents just say, you know, how can we teach our children to pray? They're like, there's, there's so many, or they won't sit still, or there's just, you know, there's so many, so many distractions. Um, uh, but any little thing that you do, is, is important and it's and it's helpful you know i, I um when i got into college uh you know, i fell away uh, from my faith for a little bit and uh one of the things that brought me back was around thanksgiving and at thanksgiving i thought well you know i should probably be thankful for my food so yeah. there in the col- in, in the in the, the the cafeteria in my dorm uh set down my tray made the sign of the cross prayed the meal uh meal blessing uh made the sign of the cross again looked up and everyone's looking at me like wait you're catholic so am i <laughs> and uh, i mean everyone's catholic and they, and they have cars and they know where the church is at and when mass is at so um so i didn't have any excuses about uh, just staying in my bed sunday mornings anymore but just that little that little thing of saying you know what i i know what to do before a meal and that can open up a door uh you know we don't have to teach our children to be mystics. In fact, we can't. God does that. Holy Spirit. Uh, that's yeah, his job. Yeah, the Holy Spirit uh, uh, makes mystics. Um, but I think for parents, it's just so important just to, just to get them on the right, you know, take that step forward. Get them on the right path of prayer. Right. Um, so, uh, Matt, you know, what, what does that look like for, uh, for you and your family? Well, I know that uh, it's been... As I mentioned earlier, uh, something different for each of our kids. Our, our kids, each of our three kids are, are so different. And so the older two, for example, they very much uh, were open to saying a, a, a prayer before bedtime. Mm-hmm. Our youngest, for a long time, resisted this. I mean, and this was a big, big source of frustration for me. Uh, but I think the key is just persistence, but not to be pushy. And, and I, I would do little tricks with him as well i would i would sometimes uh, pray the prayer in latin <laughs> he didn't know exactly what it was at first yep and so there's mm-hmm. just little little tricks that you can do 
to kind of introduce them, even if they don't even know it, yeah. to, uh, to prayer. And then they'll pick up on that later on. I think just your example is, is very important. One thing that we, uh, I've begun to instill, to institute uh, in my household uh, before meals, whenever possible, whenever it's close to uh, either noon or 6 p.m., if, uh, if it is, the Angelus, mm-hmm. a beautiful prayer that uh, I kind of wish I had known growing up. I, I, right. I kind of got into it later, later on in life, and so I'm, 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 I'm just myself beginning to memorize it. But uh, for the advantage of my kids uh, to be able to introduce this early on, it's a great reminder of the presence of God, the fact that God, Jesus, became car- incarnate. He came into this world for each and every one of us. It's a wonderful reminder throughout the day. Yeah, one of the things I would want to encourage all, all parents about, uh, I just uh, gave a talk last week uh, to some parishioners about prayer, and uh, my opening point was, the basics will take you a long way, but it's, it's that consistency. You know, we have to be consistent in our prayer, um, uh, but the basics will take us a long way. You know, one of the other things that, we, uh, that we've, we've done periodically uh, here at Pox Christi is uh, we've had some time for children's adoration. Mm. And it's, it's really something else, you know, to take a half an hour uh, with, with kids. And, I mean, I'm talking like three-year-olds uh, and to have adoration. You know, right there in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And it's different from how I might do that. You know, it, you know it's different than the way that I might pray in, in adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Um, you know, every, every three or four minutes, you know, you're kind of switching things up, either switching your posture or inviting them to focus on something else. You know, the attention span is very different than, than, than adults. And you just, you just accept that for what it is and uh, understand that, you know, God can work with us. <laughs> In our attention spans, God yes. can work with us in our in our limitations, and God always works with with us uh, on our limitations. But consistency, having that consistency of, of prayer, is just, I, li- I just like really that. Vital. Yes, Michael Goldsmith. Yeah. I, I like that about the basics of the of a prayer. I, I came from a broken family. My family is Catholic. Growing up, I went to you know church and the CCD and all that stuff, but my family fell away and broke in divorce so I fell away from the faith for a little while but I had those basics in my and that's what brought me back to the faith and and I thank my mom and dad for that you know if it wasn't for that base that they gave me I wouldn't have probably come back to the church so Mm -hmm. I mean not saying that it couldn't have happened but it, it really did help and so now I'm passing that on to my family, and uh, I think that's just powerful that what, of what you said, Father. So, yeah, that's uh, that's great. And as we talk about prayer here on Real, Pres- Real Presence Live, here on the RPR Network, Matt Wilkham, Father Will Thompson, along with Michael Goldsmith. Michael, you just uh, brought something forth that uh, really shines the light on the fact that, as Father Will, you said, a little bit goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have those basics though, that can carry you a long way. Uh, and I know that's been true in my life as well. Um, I guess I never really had a, a, any time in my life where I, I fell away. But interiorly, we're, we're always in need of conversion. And I'm always in need of going back to confession. <laughs> and so in a sense, I'm always following. I'm, I'm falling away because I'm a sinner. Yeah. And, but uh, what the Lord says, get up, begin again. You know, in this season of Lent, we meditate uh, on the, the Lord's passion. We've got the Holy Week coming up here. Our Lord fell under the weight of the cross three times, but he, he 
by example, says, get up again and again and again. That's why we have the Eucharist. We renew it every time we take that Eucharist. So, I mean, we're just continually a people of faith. So, yeah. And over time, we begin to feel this transformation within us, I, I think. Uh, we can look back maybe a year back and say, I do feel a little bit different because I've, I've been consistently praying perhaps more than I had in the past. And so we make that commitment now and, and we, we can we can look to, uh, uh, to real tangible progress uh, in a relatively short amount of time. And that's and that's where I look at uh, where I look at the one of the benefits of Lent, you know, that, that season of conversion, of of, go, of going deeper, uh, you know, being able to look back and say, you know, what I have grown throughout this year. But one of the keys to that, I think, is to look at look at what you're doing for Lent, and if that is good, you know, if what you're doing for Lent is helping you to grow in your faith, why give it up when Easter Sunday arrives? Uh, you know, if there is something that's really beneficial, that's helping you to grow, that's helping you to become more Christ-like, why give it up? Um, uh, but we're, but I think we're we're really invited into that new life uh, as as we as we rise with Jesus in the resurrection. There's a new life that comes forward, um, and we don't just go back to what we were doing before Ash Wednesday. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I think for most of us, you know, we may may have failed, you know, failed and fallen a few times in, in Lenten res- resolutions, but that doesn't mean we give up. Uh, but we keep striving forward, um, trying to remember exactly how St. Paul put it in, uh, in, in last Sunday's second reading. But, you know, we strive forward for the gift that is yet to come uh, because, I, you know, I haven't totally uh, received it yet, but I'm striving forward in hope for what is yet to come. That's right. And yeah. God, he always has more to give us, right? Absolutely. He is infinite, and uh, we will only know in eternity what merit that our prayer, the effort that we give, the response to his grace, what that will look like, yeah, uh, only on the other side. And we, we should be shouting for glory when Easter Sunday comes, but that should travel on throughout the year, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Begin to live heaven right, right here and now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that there is more to come in our faith. There's also, I think, some more to come on our show. That's right. And so um, I think we've got our... Next segment coming up pretty soon here. I believe that is called Straight Straight Talk. <laughs> we are on to Straight Talk now. Uh, we invite your uh, your questions. We invite your conversation with us. Uh, feel free to call in uh, throughout uh, throughout this next. Uh, 20 minutes or so uh, with your questions. You can also write in on Facebook, uh, uh, but the phone number is 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. Looking forward to hearing uh, hearing your questions and uh, uh, doing our best to respond to them and, uh, and uh, answer correctly and not just make stuff up. I don't, I don't, yeah. want, I don't want to do that. It would be helpful to <laughs> disseminate accurate information, Father. That, that usually is. That okay. usually is. I mean, it's, it's kind of fun with my nephews and nieces. You know, sometimes I, I try to teach them how to pray. Sometimes I just try to get their goat. And uh, it's like, do you believe that? Like, no, that seems weird. Okay, it is weird. That's, that's, not, that's not right. But I was going to tell you anyhow. I'm just joking around with yeah. you. Yeah, about 90% of what I tell my kids, they know it's just not going to be true because i'm just i'm just joking around with them all the time but we're not doing that on this segment this is straight talk we've already got one 
person, uh, Denise from Rugby, who wrote in on Facebook, uh, who asks, what can we do to encourage more people to engage with our beautiful Holy Week liturgies, especially the Easter Vigil? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. It's a, it's a question, Denise, that uh, <laughs> a lot of priests ask, ask each other. Uh, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to share the beauty of the Holy Week liturgies. Uh, certainly with, with Palm Sunday, it's a Sunday, so we do tend to have a lot of people there. And uh, one of the things that I'd like to do is, you know, at the, uh, at the homily time, to invite people uh, to take part and to talk a little bit about uh, the... Um, about the Holy Week liturgies, and and I try to be honest, you know, that yeah, these are going to be longer liturgies than usual. It will it will be beyond the one hour limit, uh, uh, but sometimes we need to take that extra time uh, to experience something joyful and deep and profound in our lives. Uh, you know, one, one of the things that I, I do try to do, um, you know, especially like with the washing of the feet, uh, each year I look for a different group to invite. Mm. And sometimes it's people that normally come to Holy Thursday. Most of the time it's not. And so it's a way to get more people involved, uh, you know, to um, help them to see the beauty of that liturgy. Um, but then beyond that, I, I just always think the biggest thing is invitation uh, to invite people to take part in it. Uh, you know, we, we have no problem going out to the theater. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours sometimes. Um, and, you know, that's, that's entertainment, so that's different from sure. uh, going to the Mass and taking part in the, uh, the Holy Week liturgies. Uh, but we're willing to commit that time. Uh, we're willing to commit that time, uh, oftentimes not really knowing what's going to happen. Um, uh, with the Holy Week liturgies, we do kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, and yet it's not a rerun. Right. You know, it's not a rerun at all, but we get to experience once again uh, the profound depths and the to which Jesus is willing to go. You know, to share, share the gift of new life with us. Absolutely. Father Thompson, do you have a favorite Holy Week liturgy? You had, to throw one that, you had to throw that one out there. I did, you? actually. Um, you know, I, I, it, it's, it's hard to beat the Easter Vigil. Um, and especially when you have the opportunity, um, as has only happened rarely in my priesthood, uh, but the opportunity to, to baptize mm. uh, someone at the Easter Vigil, you get that full sense of the new life. You get that full sense of what Jesus has done for us. And, and I, like, I like to have the longer liturgy of yeah. the word. I like to hear that unfolding of the mystery of salvation uh, throughout history, not just in Genesis, but throughout the Old Testament, leading us into the resurrection. All seven readings. Yeah. You're a fan. Yeah. yeah. But, but then, you know, when I, I personally think if you don't have a baptism at the Easter Vigil, I think it, it really is missing something. When you, mm-hmm. uh, not to say that we're glad that anybody that's coming back to the church or needs to be confirmed or coming in full communion of the church, we we welcome everybody. But that I, I agree with you, Father. That that baptism part of that liturgy, if we don't have that, it it, it really is is just a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it, it, it's 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 longer. But there's a richness to it. There's uh, just a, I don't know, it, it, it feels like a satisfying end to Lent. 
You, yeah. know, you know, as we enter into the Triduum, there's a satisfying end to Lent. Uh, yeah. you know, that we begin the Triduum on Holy Thursday uh, with the, the washing of the feet, uh, that call to service, um, the institution of the Eucharist, the institution of the priesthood. Yes. Uh, we get to see how Jesus is, is preparing the church to move on without him being bodily present, being physically present uh, with us as Jesus of Nazareth, as he was with the disciples. And then to see a sacrifice on Good Friday, Mm. uh, to see uh, the depths of God's love for us, laying down his life, not only for his friends, but also for his enemies. Uh, And then to have that that time in the tomb, to have that that quiet, that stillness. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some churches have a practice of uh, a mini retreat on on Holy Saturday. And and I think there's a lot to that, really doing that extra preparation for uh, for Easter. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, going back to you know, what do we do to, to share with people? Um, you know, I think I think inviting people to the the Triduum liturgies uh, is very similar to how we evangelize. Um, you know, Catholic evangelization is a little bit different than what we, what we might have in our head of other groups. You know, we don't go around telling people what they should believe, uh, but we witness to our own faith. We witness to what Jesus has done for us. Uh, and, and sometimes in, in similar circumstances to what that person is going through to say, you know, um, I, I, I was there. I, I, I experienced something very similar and, um, and I, I leaned more heavily on my faith or someone, uh, you, know, you know, encouraged me to go to confession or, you know, come back to mass or, you know, that there was that, that um, you know, as Pope Francis calls it, that accompaniment. Someone is walking with me, not just telling me what I should do, but saying, this is what I value. And I, and I think that, that that can work, um, or at least it, would, it works most effectively. It's not a surefire thing to invite people to the liturgies, um, but say, you know, this is what I value of the Triduum and why I think it uh, would, would be very beneficial for you as well. Absolutely. I, it is. I love the Chrism Mass. I really, oh, yes. I, <laughs> I, I'm not... Where, where is it here. this year, Father? Uh, our Chrism Mass for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, is going to be right here in Rochester. Uh, it'll be at the Co-Cathedral of St. John, 6 p.m. on Monday. Um, uh, different dioceses have the Chrism Mass different days look, of the look week. Look into that. It's uh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really extraordinary. Great way uh, to uh, witness the unity of the diocese. Oh, and the beauty of the priesthood. Mm-hmm. I mean, to see all the priests there, and, and they're there together, the holy, holy oils, the bishop there blessing them. Uh, sending his priests out like Jesus did with his disciples, you know, now go spread the word and, and baptize and 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 uh, consecrate your people. So. That's right. And we do want to keep spreading the word uh, of, of a number of different things. Uh, we uh, Jody from Bismarck uh, was our first caller in to receive a, uh, that, that book, 77 Ways to Pray with Your Kids by Jerry Winley Doust. Congratulations, congratulations to Jody. We do still have another book, and so uh, if you would like a copy of that book or if you would like to call in to uh, ask a question, uh, we would invite that phone call. The number is 877-795-0122. Again, you can also submit your questions through Facebook, and we'll be able to respond to those um, you know, uh, throughout Lent, we just we just have this constant this constant movement toward Holy Week, the constant movement towards the Triduum that we were we were just talking about. And there's a, there's a lot of different different steps that come along the way, and all of those st- steps help us in the way of conversion. This morning, I was I was reflecting a little bit on the on, on the on the scriptures for the day uh, for for Mass, and um, 
Yeah, I remember that, that first reading in particular. We have uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, um, and their fidelity, you know, uh, not, not just their faith, but their fidelity mm. to God uh, is, is really very striking. And there, there was one thing, and it wasn't, wasn't just that they said, okay, if you're going to kill us, kill us, and we'll still believe. That wasn't it. They said, even if God does not respond, even if God does not save us, we will not worship this idol. And, and I think there's something very profound in that, as I was sharing in my, in my homily this morning, that sometimes we can kind of get caught up in uh, almost a, a threat to God. You know, sometimes we, we can almost threaten God in our prayers, say, God, if you don't do this mm-hmm. for me, then you know, I'm not going to go to church, or I'm not going to do this, or I'm not going to do that, uh, that we have uh, such a strong expectation that God is going to bow to my whim um, that, that we, we almost put out there as more, more of a threat. But Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they, they provide for us a wonderful, oper- uh, wonderful witness to fidelity and to, um, I think it's St. Ignatius of Loyola, uh, calls it holy indifference. Uh, that holy indifference that says, you know what, if I am sick or I am well, thanks be to God. If I am rich or I am poor, thanks be to God. Uh, if I uh, you know, have faithful friends or am stabbed in the back, thanks be to God. Uh, to be able to experience God's presence with me in all things. And it's just a powerful, uh, I think it's a powerful step for us in that path of conversion um, to realize that Faith is not about getting what I want. God's not our manservant. Yep. Is that what you're saying? God's not our manservant. God is not our vending machine. God is not, uh, you know, you know, God does not exist for me. I exist for the sake of God. It's the, the glory of God. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And 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 then that's where you get into the um, the, the responsorial uh, for today. That we hear that that great song of of praise and glory. Um, you know, light and darkness, praise the Lord. Uh, you know, you, you heavens, praise the Lord. And even today, I hate to say it, <laughs> it's cold coming. and chill, <laughs> rain and snow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Glory and praise forever. I, I saw that on your face at Mass this morning, Father. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't want it to come, but it is. Uh, and you, you do what you got to do. Blessed be God It'll forever. be gone before you know it, Father. <laughs> it will. We it will. love the upper Midwest, don't we? We do. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of having fun with it. It's, you know, it's weather, and it's going to, you know, give us, give us some necessary moisture, and hopefully the, that moisture will help with, with the with the crops, be able to get the farmers back on the field. It's been kind of a rough rough stretch for a lot of farmers in our in our listening area. Yes. Uh, so uh, you know, keep keeping them in our them. prayers and uh, pray for God's blessing upon the the yield. Um, that as we pray that that you know the 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 word is sown in our own hearts uh, that we can experience that blessing in the fields as well uh, to be able to feed uh, all the people of the area and the world. That's right. Real presence live. I'm Matt Wilcom along with. Father Will Thompson, Michael Goldsmith as well. It's uh, 42 minutes past the hour, talking about Lent and also the readings for today, uh, which remind us uh, that we're really not in control in the end. Mm-hmm. It, it's <laughs> God who's in control, and he gives us what we need, not exactly always what we want. 
Yeah, yeah, but there, but there's still that you know that that faithfulness, that fidelity uh, that we are being invited to, and and, and Jesus Jesus shows the way. You know, Jesus shows us shows us the way that uh, you know He desires, you know, if God wills it, that this cup should pass, but not my will, Your will be done. And that faithfulness, even in pain, suffering, death, uh, that faithfulness leads to life. And there's a great blessing in that. Uh, what an example that is in the prayer assembly where, you know, he is saying that, showing his humanness in the divine, saying, you know, I, I really don't want this, but you are my father and I do your will. So be it done to me, you know, mm-hmm. same as Mary. Yeah. You know, um, I'd like to bring this, bring it back a little bit to what we were talking about earlier in the show about you know, teaching your, your children how to pray and uh, and maybe expand that a little bit to you know, raising your children. Um, I, I think that's a, a, a wonderful, wonderfully concrete example of fidelity, of faithfulness, of remaining faithful to your vocation, uh, even when things don't go the way you want. Right. Um, you know, I, I I can't tell you how many how many parents talk to me uh, just about the, the the stress and the exhaustion and uh, you know the comparison you know the comparison that, that can sink in to say you know why aren't my kids you know as well behaved why aren't my kids uh, going to church like others uh, why aren't my kids doing all of these things um, and yet it, I'm trying to remember exactly uh, what uh, Saint Teresa of Calcutta said uh, you know God does not ask for perfection but for fidelity. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. God wants us uh, to be faithful, and God brings the fruit out of that. Uh, and, and I think one of the hard things, especially with, with raising a family, is to realize uh, how little we see, you know, how little we are witness to. Uh, that God, uh, God is able to uh, work beyond yeah. what we can see in our limited vision, in, our, in the immediacy uh, of, of our lives because we can get so caught in uh, caught up in what is immediate um, and so you know maybe you're, you're there at mass and you know your, your kids just will not sit still and time after time I think these kids are old enough they should know better but I don't know what to do maybe it's my example what am I doing wrong Lord and this is where I think we have to come back to the, the prayer of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> Apparently, my children do not know better. Blessed be God forever. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think I think you know even even when we when we see our children behaving in ways that we don't want, um, you know, give give thanks to God. You know, especially if what they're doing really, you know, it's it's, it's not hurting anybody. It's not sinful. Um, you know. Thanks, think, thanks be to God that my child is a child. Yeah. Uh, thanks be to God for this opportunity uh, to have that slow walk with them as they grow. Uh, um, Aren't we creatures of, of, you know, we're worried about what other people are thinking around us. Yep. When, when I know, having grown kids now, and they do sit and they do, I look at other people that have this with their children that are, I've gone through it. Mm-hmm. God love you. Yeah. I do not, you know, you you are you are welcome here. You belong here in the pew. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have troubles. Don't worry about what other people are thinking around you. Well, you know, I, I brought this up two weeks ago uh, with the the prodigal son, uh, or the two sons, or the merciful father. However, you want. I mean, there's a number of different ways of referring to that parable, and and I said, you know, some of you might be concerned about what other people are thinking of you, mm-hmm. thinking of you as a parent, and you know what, people might be thinking about that. 
but we've got a lot of older sons in the pews. We've got a lot of older sons that feel like they have been faithful, and so what are they going to get out of it? Mm. Uh, they are so focused on um, you know, what they're supposed to do that sometimes we can fall into that sense of if I am faithful, if what I, I do what I'm supposed to do, then I'm going to get something. Mm. I'm going to be rewarded for that. But again, you know, God is not a vending machine. That's not what uh, Mass is about. That's not, and that's not what Mass is about. Mass is first and foremost about worshiping and praising God. Um, that that's, you know, if, we, if we're looking at, you know, what can we get out of the Mass? If we're not worshiping and praising God, we're not getting anything. We're not, we're not, we're not getting anything. It's about uh, offering the sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I was able to, uh, by the way, we're uh, on Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilcom, along with Father Will Thompson, Michael Goldsmith, talking about the importance of prayer and what that means in our relationship with God. Uh, Father Michael Schmitz, I saw a video of him recently. I think he was at an NCYC conference mm-hmm. talking to kids about the Mass and how it isn't really about you, about getting something. It's about mm-hmm. offering the sacrifice. And in the, in the Old Testament in, in Israel, when you would uh, go get to the Passover time, you would take a lamb out from the fields of yours and you would bring it into your home and you would have it in your home for about a week. And the, and the idea behind this was that you would become, you would start to become attached to this little lamb. You would start to love it, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then after a week, you would carry that lamb, that same lamb that you had in your home, over your shoulders and you would take it to the priest who would... Who would Sacrifice. And you would watch this lamb being sacrificed. And you would participate then also in the cleaning of it, and you would take the meat back. This is what it meant, mm-hmm. Passover, in the Old Testament. This is what worship was. It wasn't about you. It wasn't about, you know, oh, man, Passover was so lame this year. Back when I was 17, it was so emotional, and, and I just mm-hmm. got so much out of it. No, it's about offering that sacrifice. And... The holy sacrifice of the Mass is the only place in the Christian world where you can do that and offer to God worship, right worship, in the way that he asks of us. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you do end up getting things out of it. I mean, you get to hear the readings, God's Word along the way. You get to receive him in Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. I mean, what greater gift is that than the Holy Eucharist, God giving himself in such an intimate way, humbling yeah. himself. Yes, you do get things. <laughs> you get a lot, yeah. but it's not about getting things. Go back with what you said, Father. I was thinking about, you know, we as, as you know, we want to reap what we sow. But lots of times we cannot do that. That, that, that fruit and that harvest is for somebody else to take, uh, mm-hmm. take that on. You know, and that, and that fruit's going to be passed on down the road. We may not even see where that, where that ends up yeah no absolutely we 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 rarely get to see uh everything you know there's um when i was vocation director i i I spent a lot of time reflecting on uh the passage where it says you know one one sows the seed another waters it but it's god who brings the growth Mm -hmm. and i I had to keep reminding myself that the work that i was doing i may never see the full uh, fruition and that's okay 
and that's okay. Uh, but I, I think, you know, especially for parents, you know, if, if parents who struggle to bring their children to mass uh, because of their fidgetiness, because of their noise, because of, uh, you know, the, the distractions that they may provide, you know, that's okay. It is better to follow Jesus' advice, let the children come to me, than to prevent them. Mm-hmm. You know, than to say, you know, it's better off that we don't come. Um, because then, you know, then, then you're losing something yourself, that opportunity to, uh, to worship God. Uh, you're, you're losing the opportunity to get your children into a habit, mm-hmm. uh, that this is, this is what we do. Um, and, and then their lives become uh, disintegrated. They, they, mm-hmm. they start being torn apart that, you know, life is just about... Well, what you make of it. Um, if they but, don't have that habit, they're not going to learn either. So, you know, you have that as as a teaching point with your with your family too. You know, yes, they may be throwing a fit at that, but this is a place for you to 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 show an example of how we worship and how we how we can mm-hmm. calm our children down, even in the midst of that. You know, what's going on where they're having a, a, an issue at that point. You know. Yeah. You know, if, if anything that we're talking about strikes a chord with you, if it uh, sounds like something that is getting some questions going, we do welcome your questions. Uh, please call in at 877-795-0122. And uh, the segment of Straight Talk on Real Presence Live, we'll, we'll do our best to respond to your questions. You know, I was, um, I was talking to someone just a, a, maybe two weeks ago, and they, they said, you know, I've got an idea, and I'm not sure if this would work. And uh, they said, what if, what if, what if the family room or the cry room, whatever you call it, what if that became the quiet room? Ah. And then everything else in the church, that's the cry room. That's yeah. the family room. Uh, that if you really need to have silence uh, in prayer, then, you know, you can kind of go into the cloister. Uh, um, and, you know, it's, it's not something that, that I uh, am acting on uh, right now, but, but it's certainly given me, given me some thought to say, uh, you know, if we want to have young families coming, uh, you know, I don't know a cry room that has enough room for more than, you know, maybe ten, maybe 10 families. Maybe. maybe. Um, that, I mean, that's about as large as it gets. Yeah. Most of them, it's probably three or four families uh, can fit in there. Um, but uh, but I, I, I know for myself, uh, and I, you know, I said it at one of the Mass this Sunday, that, you know, sometimes we have to remind remind people uh, that, you know, you and your crying children, your, you know, if they're running around, if they're whatever, you know, you're welcome. And this is the place for you. And it's it a great is. blessing uh, to have, have those families with us. It's a sign of vibrancy mm-hmm. in the church. If the, I think as I heard recently if, if a church is not crying, it's dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there, there is some truth That's, to that. Yeah. Yep. We're Absolutely. Up. We've yeah, I think I think one of the other one of the other challenges, you know, not only at mass, uh, but you know, I'm thinking more about what what Jerry was talking about, you know, having prayer at home, uh, having uh, time for catechesis at home. You know, the, the fact of the matter is, the parents are the primary teachers of of the faith. Amen. Um, you know, t- parents are primary teachers of the faith for uh, for their children, um, and yet. We don't always know what we're doing. <laughs> no, we, we, know, don't. We, we, we don't. And uh, you know, I, I think when 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 we say that the the teachers are the primary or the parents are the primary teachers uh, in the faith, it's not it's not simply saying that all parents need to memorize the catechism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's I mean, that's not enough anyhow. You know, just to memorize the catechism because that's just words. It's not. Uh, but I'm on like not, page nine hundred and sixty-two, <laughs> and I'm. 
I don't have to. I don't have to do that. God bless you. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, by all means, I, I'm not. I'm not going to fight you on that. All right. Uh, but it's. Uh, but it, but it's you know again about that witness, about the witness that we give to mm-hmm. our children, uh, have the integration. Uh, the integration of you know what we do at mass has an effect on what we do at home has an effect on what we do at work um, that you know when God is present to us you know we're you know that that means something and that does something for us um, <clears throat> yeah sorry lost my train of thought for a moment there it's okay. uh, but uh, thinking about the catechism it's, it's a lot I'm trying to remember paragraph 967 right now uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not coming to me <laughs> me neither for some reason <laughs> maybe I was just joking but then we but, need but we need the church to help us with the teaching too so absolutely. I mean that's what we have all these things that that the church gives us uh, just like Jerry said you know there's a, a beauty in the prayer that the church teaches and many many ways to do it yeah. Uh, you know, you're not on your own. We are the primary, you know, as, you know, teachers, but the church is there to help us. That's why we have yeah. people at, at our parishes. That's why we have our catechists, you know, at our parish. We have these other events to help you. And and, and the church wants to be there. You know, the church is there. The church wants to be there for families, Um I think one of the one of the big barriers to that more and more is just the you know the the over scheduling oh, for uh, sure. over scheduling of, of of our lives and and I see this in my own life you know it's not just family right. I, I see it, I see it as as priests that you know do I give myself you know the the necessary time for uh, for prayer um, that necessary time for for planning so mm-hmm. I'm not just you know running with a chicken like a chicken with his head cut off mm-hmm. um, uh, and uh, you know. There, there are so many things that so many churches, so many parishes offer uh, to families, to adults, to kids. Um, but you know, maybe one of the things, you know, we've just got about a week left in Lent. Maybe one of the things we can look at is taking this last week of Lent, looking at how prayer has impacted us, how our fasting, our almsgiving has impacted us in our faith, and to let that help reorganize our lives you know as we make this final preparation for easter as we rise to new life what what is what is the new life that god is calling for you uh perhaps a a greater simplicity in life perhaps uh you know uh, fewer distractions you know we we, we have distractions in life there's there, there are going to be distractions there but there are some things we can eliminate uh there are some things that just might not be necessary uh for us um because what, what can often happen if if we get so uh, burdened by our own calendar, when we do finally have some downtime, well, I'm not going to go to church for that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to um, you know sit in my backyard after the snow comes, of course. Um, you know that's uh, you know that's that they're, they're, it, it's almost a natural outcome of overscheduling mm-hmm. that I move from overscheduling to sloth. That there, there becomes that, that laziness uh, that is actually more than I really need for legitimate recreation, legitimate uh, leisure and resting. You know, God created the world in six days. On the seventh day, God rested. We need that time of rest. 
we need we need that uh, that time to be renewed. Mm -hmm. uh, but over this last week of Lent, look at what is going to bring authentic renewal. What is going to feed your soul, feed your spirit? What's going to lift you up? Uh, so that when you do those things, you need to do as uh, as parents, as families, as kids, to be able to do it joyfully, uh, and not just something that you have to do. Yeah. And I always go back to also the the axiom that as Catholics, we know how to feast because we know how to fast. Mm -hmm. We can rejoice in God's creation and participating in that, enjoying it, and because we have we know how to temper ourselves. Absolutely, that's what these seasons of Lent uh, and also Advent to a certain extent are all about. And speaking of tempering ourselves, I think it's time for me to stop uh, monologuing here. Uh, you know, thanks for the conversation. I hope everyone was yes. listening in. Uh, was able to find some some fruit in all of that. Uh, we've got another hour ahead here on our show. Looking forward to that. Uh, thanks for calling in. And uh, remind that every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we have this time for Straight Talk. Next up, Father Matt Wearing of the Diocese of New Ulm. Stick with us.